Let's go back in time. It's Flashback Friday. Let's go way back. Way back in time. This is Friday. You ain't got no job. Uh-oh. What? My time machine has been activated. Time machine? I didn't know you had a time machine. All right, Rupert. Prepare to time travel. Let's go all the way back in time. February 23rd, five years ago, six years ago. We're bringing it back. Flashback Friday during the offseason. And we bring up some of the top storylines that we were discussing on this day years ago. And here's one that was actually being talked about even during the Super Bowl surrounding the Carolina Panthers. Many people brought up the debate between should you pick this guy or that guy as they were battling it out in the 2017 offseason when the Panthers drafted Harrison Butker, the kicker, out of Georgia Tech. And he was going against Graham Gano in the preseason, in training camp, the offseason. Eventually, Carolina would choose to keep Graham Gano, the veteran, over the rookie that they drafted. And this was the question that we had on some radio show way back in the day. Hmm. Should they have kept Harrison Butker over Graham Gano? Would you consider bringing in another young kicker, drafting one in the seventh round again? End of the topic. See, I think when people talk about this, most people will tell you, look, it's easy to look at it here as we have hindsight, watching Harrison be one of the best kickers in the NFL with one of the best teams in the NFL. He's been amazing. This year, he was just flat-out ridiculous. Even so, remember the next year, Graham Gano actually, I think he led the NFL in field goal percentage, if I'm not mistaken. Part of the thing that people had against Gano was that during the big kicks, he didn't deliver all that much in that playoff game against the Saints. Missed a pretty crucial one. But I still think Graham Gano overall was the right call. I think there was more of a debate to be had than people make it seem out to be. Like, there was a couple of days where I think Graham Gano actually missed a little bit, and I... I Carolina kept Harrison Butker on the roster a couple of games before they had to drop him and then put him on the practice squad. They clearly valued him. Kansas City signed him off the practice squad and history was made. But that battle was pretty interesting between those two guys and Carolina Panthers fans often like to bring it up. And now that Butker has the rings and with some of the things that he's done his postseason uh, play now, I think he's definitely vaulted himself into the maybe not necessarily the pantheon of kickers, but he's on his way there if he keeps this thing up. I mean, what have we had over the years? Adam Vinatieri uh, has been a generational kicker as far as his game-winning antics. Justin Tucker, we know what he represents, arguably the greatest kicker of all time but Harrison Buck I think when it's all said and done I think he could end up being on that Mount Rushmore kickers why is it always why does it always seem like the best teams also have the best kickers because they know that it takes all three phases to win this thing yeah man. but but they also it also a little bit of luck has to be involved right like here they get Harrison Butker and he's amazing I guess he gets a lot of opportunities with extra points as well but Harrison Butker with Kansas City Pat Mahomes, a guy that we're comparing to Tom Brady in the NFL. All right, he goes to the Chiefs. Best offense a lot of the times in the NFL. Justin Tucker, Baltimore, just continually makes it to the postseason. We could go to Adam Vinatieri playing with the GOAT. Mike Vanderjack was awesome for a little while when he was playing with Peyton Manning. I don't know what happens here. Well, I mean, when you think about it, how many different stories in the NFL that do we see that are streamlined where – there are definitely their share of those in the league where you have a Peyton Manning comes in as a number one draft pick and ends up number one overall pick and ends up just as good as you think he's going to be. But Butker's case, as far as him bouncing around, ending up in Kansas City and everything coming together, that's basically what the NFL is built off of. Guys that are 
bounced around the league or guys that are low draft picks that just end up in the right situation at the right time and well, end up becoming an all-time great. And I guess that's true. Like, Harrison was talented enough to get drafted. If you're a kicker and you get drafted, then you're... Yeah, you got a keg. Yeah, How to keg. You're, you're a top-notch guy. Yeah. And, and Carolina didn't want it. Remember, they kept two kickers on the roster for two weeks because they were trying to trade him. Nobody could talk themselves into trading for him, but they clearly valued him in drafting him and then keeping him on a 53-man before eventually dropping him. And so they knew what they had. It was just, man, we if we're going to win, that was, a, that was a postseason team. And so it's not like, okay, well, we're going to lose anyway. We'll just keep the younger guy because we think he'll be better. So I, I got the notion as to why they kept Graham Gano. Let's go to the NBA just for a moment. This is 2017. I was continuing with this. All these topics are actually from 2017, but we were continuing to talk about the NBA because a lot of news is breaking there. I had a topic about Kawhi Leonard. Is it possible that he eventually leaves San Antonio? Is this the beginning of the end for the San Antonio Spurs? Of course, in 2019, 2018, 2019. So the next season, they would trade Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and they would even throw Danny Green in there, which wasn't just like some flippant throw-in or shouldn't have been. Danny Green really helped Toronto win a championship alongside Kawhi Leonard, and it was so weird, like especially now with the whole player empowerment era. Kawhi Leonard did not agree with the training staff down there in San Antonio. And then we had the whole Kevin Durant thing. It was weird that he goes back out there after being injured. And then you see the Achilles pop once he goes out there. Big, big problems between players and the training staff for quite a while. And Hornets fans would have you to believe that's still going on with Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been uh, crazy. And yeah, I remember that whole thing with Kawhi. It was one of the more bizarre things that you've seen in NBA history, man. And it still amazes you how these NBA teams, NFL teams are worth billions of dollars and don't invest in the absolute best in their training staffs. I never understand how they have these discrepancies and these trainers not doing what they need to do or players disagreeing with what's going on and teams not having the best of everything Mm -hmm. when you're worth billions. Continuing to go back, man, is it really seven years ago? Because I'm doing the 2017 thing. That's crazy. That's crazy. It feels like it was three years ago. Yeah. Anyways, February 23rd, 2017, what we were talking about, Zach Lowe writes a piece on ESPN that gets a lot of traction. He writes about the NBA's contemplation on a postseason play-in game. And then we talked about some of those thoughts. How did you guys receive the Hornets it? Invitational? It was the Hornets Invitational. <laughs> it's the James Borrego Invitational. Yeah. Just kidding, Fitty. Just kidding. Steve Clifford honestly wishes he could get there right now. The Charlotte Hornets fans do. Hopefully they can still get there with this crazy winning that they're doing. How do we feel about it at first and how do we feel about it now? Is there a difference in opinion as we go around the room? Uh... At first, I was kind of wait and see about it. I didn't really have a strong opinion either way. But now, uh, I enjoy it because I like the urgency of it. I like the win and go home aspect. We know uh, pretty much 95% of the time in the NBA, the best team is going to win a series. But to have that kind of one and done element or, you know, if you win and, you know, some of the advancement, but then you can still get knocked out. So just the urgency, the suddenness of the playing games, I do enjoy Fiddy, did you like it at first, and has your opinion changed on it either way as we've gone on? Nah, I didn't really care for it because over half your league already makes the playoffs, and you know the, what it means when these stats aren't even – they don't even have a place in the history books. Like, you play the play-in game, it, it, you have no historical reference that the Hornets got beat by 30 twice in the play-in. Like, <laughs> Hornets fans know it, but 
it's not logged in the regular season or the postseason for that season, therefore making it an irrelevant game. I was against Well, baseball it. has planned, don't they? Just a wild card play in. Yeah, a wild but card it's a best of three. Mm. It, it was one game for a little bit. To, yeah. But, but it counted it toward, it, MLB counted it towards the playoffs. Well, mm. I mean, the you, NBA does not. Well, you could change that pretty easily if you just wanted to have some kind of like play in record if you wanted to. But I was a, I was not a fan at first. But after seeing the way that these teams actually do compete, unless you're Dallas last year, that intentionally bowed out of the play-in just so they could have that 10th overall pick. And look, it worked. Like, Derek Lively has been a big old acquisition for them in the offseason. But it mostly has mitigated that problem. When teams have that choice of getting into the postseason or not, they still want the money that comes along with it for the most part. And so I think the postseason or the in-season tournament has been pretty good. Final thing for me, we were going into... Christian McCaffrey's second year in the league asking how he could improve. Remember his rookie year, he was good, but he was still splitting the backfield with Jonathan Stewart. 2017, his rookie season, they reached the playoffs. He has 117 rushing attempts, 435 yards rushing, two touchdowns on the ground, but also 80 receptions, 651 yards receiving, five touchdowns through the air, showing that dual threat that he had, but not underwhelming from McCaffrey. Just like, okay, it was fine. And then we moved on. McCaffrey would become one of the best running backs in the league. And then, of course, now he's playing for the San Francisco 49ers. You like having McCaffrey on your team? Oh, uh, yeah, man. You know, he's been a welcomed addition <laughs> to say the least. I figured. I figured that was the case.